0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
2: Good morning, gardeners. It's Sunday morning. It's time for your favorite gardener and mine Parent, get yourself a cup of coffee and get out a notebook because it's time to
1: solve all your gardening problems. I see trees
3: of green, red roses too. I see them bloom
4: for me and you to myself, what a wonderful world,
5: good morning gardeners, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club, I'm your host Patrick Parent, Paul's youngest son, we'll be here till 10 o'clock eastern time to answer all your gardening questions, so feel free give us a call, Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. Now, before the break, we were talking with Regina. Uh, She had a number of questions, and her uh, recent question was about cut flowers. What are some of the best cut flowers to have in a garden? Uh, and, and particularly in zone eight. Well, so some of the ones that I would definitely look at and suggest you know, look at Zinnias or Cosmos. He might even be able to, you know, add in there some different styles of uh, the. Uh, sunflowers. Sunflowers are great in there and would do well, Uh, and maybe it's a little bit later in the season, right? Um, You know, those are some of the major ones that I would say let's look at doing. Um, uh, What is the... I had one on the tip of my tongue. That it's more of a. It can be a perennial, but delphinium is a good one. Uh, an annual one would be a snapdragon. Another uh, that type. Those are nice cut flowers. Um, what
6: uh, about
5: um, um, the sweet pea? Or I think it's called a sweet pea. Okay. The uh, oh the um, yeah the sweet pea that. um I'm trying to think of the other name of it, um, I can't think of the, Liatris, not Liatris, that's a different one, um, uh, yeah, there, there is a sweet pea out there that flowers, I'm trying to think of the, the, the actual name, um. It's a, it can be climbing. It, it has a great smell to it. Uh, it's considered an annual. Um, okay. But that would be our right to do. Uh, it's gonna, you know, it's um, it's a pretty quick grower too. So it's one of those that when you do cut some back, you'll be able to get some, you know, some more to it. Okay. Right.
6: So,
5: that, go mm-hmm.
2: ahead. I was just gonna ask about the snapdragon. Is Because you said, uh, I think you said it was a perennial, so does it grow by
5: bulb? So the Snapdragon is an annual. It was the Delphinium that's a perennial that I've seen as a perennial. Uh, You can do it by seed. Some will do by cutting. Some will do by plants that are already growing. Um, Right, so up to you on those. Uh, While you're at the Gurney website or even the Stark Bros, they have some different seeds that you could purchase with it. Right. Okay. So yeah, you can actually look... go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: I'm I'm sorry. I was looking in a um uh a seed catalog by uh True Market. Okay. The Baker Seed Company and so yep. they had quite a quite a few and by the time I went through and made a list of everything <laughs> I wanted it was in the triple digits. I said I need to <laughs> <laughs> you narrow this down some. So um, thank you for your answer to yeah. my question. Good
5: day. Yeah. No problem.
2: Okay. Well you have right. a good day.
5: You too, Regina. Thank you so much okay. for the call. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. <clears throat> right. Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, eight five five. And it's uh, you know, spring. It's it's getting there. We're we're almost well, we're almost there, right? We're we're not far from spring. We are a couple weeks, really. But that urge—it's—it's it's, we want to get out there. We want to do some things. You know, luckily for somebody like Regina, she can probably get out there at this point and do some things. Us on the other hand, up here in New England, we're like. Uh, all right, is it going to rain or is it going to snow next week? We still have those opportunities, uh, so we gotta we gotta think about it. And you know, some of the rain that's coming next week is only going to benefit us for uh, going into the spring. Right? Our ground's going to be saturated. It's going to be um, doing the, you know doing all right. It's going to um, help with growth. It's going to help with everything this spring. So it it is a good thing. And I think that, you know, if this was actually snow, all the rain that we've been getting and the rain that we're due, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here, just think about it. I think it's one inch of rain is about a foot of snow. Can you imagine if it was the opposite, if it was just all the snow? You know, I would have loved to have had some snow cover throughout the year. My kids were... Disappointed with the lack of snow days that we had. But, you know, the rain is going to be helpful for us. It's going to help us get ready for the spring. It's going to help us germinate. It's going to help us get our our yards looking good. So, not a bad thing, uh, but it just feels like we haven't had a lot of good days. I think there was a point in January and February where it was like... Well, a full month, we barely had the sun come out. Oh, I mentioned it this morning. I just don't know how, you know, northern cities uh, in Alaska and, 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 and different areas around the country that have, you know, continuous night for a couple weeks, right? And even some even longer, I just couldn't do it. How do you even think about gardening? How do you do all those things, right? So it's like we we're okay. We don't have to deal with complete you know, uh darkness every day. So eh, it could be worse. It could be worse. Now our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855- Six six zero four two six one, 4261 And uh <clears throat> heard me earlier where you know I was talking about just not doing the cleanups in your perennial beds, your garden beds, etc. Don't remove the the leaves that you've put there or the salt marsh hay or whatnot. Don't remove it yet. We could probably start removing and thinking about removing some of that burlap that you might have put around some of the, the evergreens. Get that off there. Allow the sun to hit it. But don't remove the covering on the ground if you've put anything there. Don't remove it yet. Or if you do, if you do want to remove it from the plants, pull it away from the plant and leave it in the veggie garden or the the veggie or perennial garden. by removing everything we're removing the pollinators that we've invited in for that for the season we will end up affecting all the pollinators that we brought to the yard because they're still dormant and they're still overwintering so we need to remember leave it as long as you can I know the cleanup and the mulch and all that to make it look pretty is something that we are just trained to do. But we just need to think about waiting a little bit longer. The longer we wait, the better off it is for our plants and for the pollinators. That means they're going to be able to overwinter. That means they're going to be able to reproduce. That means that they're going to be there to pollinate the plant when it's flowering. So protecting them is definitely a huge thing. Now, we've talked about the leave the leaves idea. The more I think about it, the more I wonder, does it make more sense to leave the leaves on the outskirts of the yard if we are the type that needs to have that yard cleaned up early in the spring? Or if every year this is what we do, right? Is it every year that we have to put the mulch down and clean it up? Then we should do something with the leaves that are there and leave them at the edge of the property in a giant pile or spread out so that it's protecting the outside of the property. And what it's in turn doing is giving a habitat for those pollinators for the plants that you did so there's a lot to think about when it comes to protecting the pollinators and what we do to get them there natives etc so we'll discuss that more as time permits our phone number here is 855-660-4261 we're going to take a break we'll be back in a few
7: summer don't let the ground feeding insects create a problem in your garden use the new and all natural bug and slug killer from Bonide, and say goodbye to cutworms earwigs, slugs and snails along with 60 other common garden pests also new and all natural from Bonide is captain jack which spin is that destroy all those caterpillars in your garden along with tomato hornworms borers leaf miner that's captain jack it's all natural Espoma, the company that makes holytone and Plantone Fertilizer, has something new for you this spring. A new 4-in-1 weed control that kills weeds, grasses, mosses, and algae. Use it on sidewalks, patios, driveways, and walkways, and you will see results in just hours. Also, an all-natural insect control for roses, vegetables, and flowers. It's fast-acting and kills all stages of insects, from eggs to adults. And a 3-in-1 natural disease control for roses, vegetables, and ornamentals. A triple action killer for fungus, mites, and insects. That's Espoma
8: will ship that same day time is short prepare today go to mypatriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem
0: get help now insurance may cover everything stop the drug and alcohol nightmare
5: 855 5, 660 4261. Again, 855 5, 660 4261. Now, talking about natives, we're talking about protecting our plants, tech, protecting the garden, etc. I want to share a website that has so much information. I brought it up back in uh, either November or December. It's called grownativemass.org So again, it's grownativemass.org It's a program out of Massachusetts all about natives. There is so much information on there that you could spend days upon days on it. But some of the things here, you know, the biggest thing here gives information on what are native plants. Native plants, according to this website, in a word, are local. They're plants that have been grown in a particular habitat and region typically for thousands of years or much longer. They're well-adapted to climate, light, and soil conditions that characterize their ecosystem. Within the system, they have evolved tremendously important co-evolutionary relationships with other plants, animals, fungi, and bacteria present. And these very complex relationships keep that particular ecosystem stable. So, Another key to this is so in Massachusetts, we consider all the plants that grew here prior to European colonization to be native. Right? So prior to the U.S. becoming the U.S., right? Uh, Because the more we bring in the non-native species, the non-native plants, it clears out some of those natives. So you can get lists. Those are easy to pull from uh, online and just see what is going on with them. But on the same website, it answers why are native plants so important. There's just a couple tips to it I'm not going to read what they say but I'm not going to read like the paragraph of it but native plants are necessary are the necessary heart of a healthy ecosystem. they power the food for the rest of everything else around it. Now native plants host the insects we need they their pollination systems are made possible by these natives. And they have host-specific butterflies and moths in the area. So there's lots of things when it comes to the natives that we should be looking into and trying to figure out. The more and more I do research and look into this, it's just there's so much information. I think that... There is a huge push in the industry for native plants, but I think we need to discuss it more and go over it more and just kind of explain what it is. And it's not, you know, it's not just saying do this. Or the end of the world. No, it explains why. I'm not say end of the world is like a huge thing. But I didn't mean it that way. But it's like these are the things we can do to help prevent some of these things from happening. Now, you want to look at natives and, and all of that. Well, for those who believe in climate change, that's affecting... The native plants because of the different growth habits now do I believe in climate change yes but I don't want emails and letters from people telling me that it's not real so that's why I say it as if you believe in it I believe in it but the fact is those native plants could be changing as well if you have questions call us 855-660-4261 take a break Be back For a
1: beautiful garden that's healthy and safe, use Dramatic Organic Fertilizers by DRAM. It's the organic choice to produce brilliant fruits and vegetables that are healthy for your family. And because it's all natural, it's safe for barefoot fun and playful pets. Available at your local garden center or nursery, ask for Dramatic Organic Fertilizers. Visit us online at DRAM.com.
7: Dramatic Organic for Dramatic Results. Do you want to stay all-natural? Then use all season oil from Bonide to control aphids, mealybugs, mites, and scale in your vegetable and flower garden. Also great for your trees and shrubs. Also new and all-natural, a Japanese beetle killer with pyrethrum. And for your flower and rose garden, Rose RX 3-in-1 for organic rose and flower gardening. That's Bonide, where gardening isn't scary.
1: USA news update. Soon, thousands of hours of security footage. The January 6th U.S. Capitol riot will be made public. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced the release of 5,000 hours of video from the U.S. Capitol grounds. The Speaker has changed
0: course from the original plan to blur the faces of rioters, citing logistical challenges.
1: The initial batch of footage is now accessible on the video platform Rumble, with more expected to be released. USA's John Schaefer. Elon Musk is suing OpenAI and its CEO. Musk co-founded the artificial intelligence company and claims it's drifted from its original nonprofit mission by partnering with Microsoft in a $13 billion deal, all while keeping its code a secret. His complaint, filed in California State Court, claims the Microsoft partnership is a breach of contract from OpenAI's founding charter. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News.
5: Welcome back to the Paul Parent Garden Club. Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. Now, we do have a call on the line. So, Nathan, who's up next? David's in Lexington, South Carolina. David, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club. How can we help you today?
6: Yeah, thanks a lot. I actually called you um, a couple years ago, and you really gave me some good advice on some azaleas. So I thought it's perfect to again. <laughs> um, we actually since moved, and the house we bought last July. Um, this will be our first spring season, so we're kind of looking forward to seeing what it's like there in the spring. But right now, what I'm seeing is a lot of weeds already in the yard, and so I guess it's a dumb question to ask what kind of pre-emergent because I guess uh, I guess it's a little too late for that, um, but. What would what would be your advice for me to to apply to the lawn to deal with these weeds and I, and I can't even really say what kind they are, other than one has like a little tiny purple flower on it.
5: Yep. Now, so at this point, it's going to be you know the post-emergent type. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, there's not a lot of pre-emergent for a, a number of weeds. There is, but it's not it's not as uh, effective as the post-emergent. Okay. So there's a couple things out there that you could look at. One product is uh, Weed Beater Ultra from uh, Bonide. That's mm-hmm. a, just a weed killer, right? So it's not—it's a synthetic, so it's not organic. It's, but it's going to kill the weeds that are there, and you might end up having to do it a couple times mm-hmm. because with this, um, with these weeds they 're in different stages, some are in the flowering sure. state, some are in the you know in the seed state where they 're popping up after the fact, and mm-hmm. you 're not going to kill them because they 're in that seed state right so right. it 's usually like a two two to three application process, and that 's okay. usually about um about fourteen to twenty one days in between, usually you know maybe a twenty one day maybe fourteen mm-hmm. it 's all going to depend on the temperatures during the weeks. And at mm-hmm. night, right? <clears throat> You're going to be a lot warmer than we are up here in New England at this time. Right. But you can just kind of keep in mind if we, if you get like a warm, so say you spray, and then mm-hmm. for the next like two weeks, it's in this, it's 65 to 70, and the growing temperatures are like ideal, right? you're going to do it probably in about 14 days. Whereas if it's not like that, where it's less, you know, it it's it gets a couple of days where it warms up, but there are some days where it's too cold, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing, that's going to push it to 21 days So you, because you want more of it to germinate. Gotcha. Um, so it, it's, it's also one thing to be thinking about with this is it kills all weeds. It doesn't just kill that. You know the uh, the one you have is 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 probably henbit uh, mm-hmm. with the purple flower. Okay. It could be an ajuga as well. Um, what color are the leaves on that? Is are they green or are they a darker color?
6: They're darker green. Um, I mean, almost maybe not even. I'm not home right now, unfortunately, to look at them. But um, I think they're green, but a very very dark green, and, and possibly not green.
5: Would you say um, possibly almost have like a purple tinge to them?
6: I think so, actually, yeah.
5: Okay, yeah. so it's most likely an ajuga, which is okay. considered a perennial.
6: Oh.
5: Right? You know, it a lot that,
6: of, yeah, I'm sorry. The, it, 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 the weeds actually do somewhat resemble something we have in a flower bed. So I don't know if maybe I, that's, that's what I first thought is it was spreading.
5: That's most likely what it is. Then okay. the more that I thought about it, I was like, I got to ask that question. Right. So, ajuga is a perennial, it's a ground cover. It spreads easily. So you might not be able to get rid of it with a weed control. Um, what I'm doing as we're talking is I'm trying to pull up the Weed Beater Ultra uh, so that we can, so I I can see the list on the back. Uh, usually will tell me uh, what weeds it kills. I just want to make sure, because the Juga is a hard one. It is a perennial. And so it's like, oof, which one do it, you know, what's, will it actually yeah. kill it? Right. Um, so I'm trying to pull the, as we're, you know, again, as we're talking, I'm trying to pull the label up. Here it is. Um, yeah. So this might end up being, for some of that, some of the ajuga, you might need to use a stronger chemical because it okay. is considered an annual, uh, a perennial, and right. it's it's not like the specific weed. Now... Mm. Yeah, it's not the best here. So I'm looking at the...
6: So if this is in our flower bed, should I pull up out of the flower bed too?
5: Uh, I mean, that's up to you if you want to keep it great. People will use it all the time as just a low ground cover. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at the the back of the package here, and it does not show a Juga. Uh, it doesn't say... So it's also called Bugle Weed. Uh I don't see bugle weed here. Wait, wait. Eh. Buttercup. No, it doesn't have it on there. So okay. it might so that weed beater ultra might not necessarily kill it. Right? Exactly. So you're looking at more of like a complete killer, right? Okay. Uh, like a glossophate, uh like a heavier duty one here, or hand yeah. pulling them out. Now, the Ajuga has runners. That's how they kind of go through, so they spread that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing I would do is don't mow it. Don't Mm. mow that area because what happens is when you mow it, and if it's flowering, some of those seed pods will then spread elsewhere. Right. Right? So until you can control some of it, don't mow it immediately. Gotcha. Pull what you can out remove as much of it as possible and mm-hmm. then you can mow it right okay. when it's not flowering it's okay to mow because the flower is the in, in essence is the seed pod okay so once you've kind of pulled some of it and you see that it's not flowering then you can and mow it freely and be okay with it it's just when it's flowering right if you mow it, it tends to spread it everywhere else on the yard. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, the birds can pull some of it and move it around, but the Juga can be considered almost invasive. So
6: Yeah, I don't mind getting rid of it because if it's going to cause me this kind of uh, problem, I don't mind getting rid of it on the flower bed. But, um, yeah, that's... Um, okay. This is our yeah. first spring here, so we didn't
5: know. This. Yeah, no, it, you know, and this is the thing. Like, they, they get... All over the place, they can be. Um, but if you start taking care of it and reducing it, it, it could take some time. But uh, just realize that this one's not your typical broadleaf weed that's in the lawn. Right. So by using any other, say you were to just think about it and say, I'm just going to put step two, which is the weed, uh, the, the um, broadleaf weed control. It might not necessarily take care of it. It could but might not necessarily. So just keep that in mind. Uh, You might need to do a little bit more. And then the best bet is once you've taken care of it and removed it, Mm -hmm. it really, you know, waiting a few weeks, but filling it back in with seed, with grass seed, so that weeds can't overtake the area later on. Right? So it could take a couple applications, and that's even with a total killer. Um, right. So, and usually on the back of the package, it'll say you can reseed in 14 mm-hmm. or 21 days. It'll tell you right sure. there and follow that to a T. Okay. Because uh, you don't want to put seed down and have some of that residual sitting there and then end up wasting your money on that. Right. Okay. So just it just okay. takes a couple processes uh, to make it happen, but I think it, it will work out for you. All right, well, I appreciate the advice very much. Thank you. All right, David, you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. And uh, we've got plenty of time left in the show, about an hour and 15 minutes. <clears throat> Some good discussions. It seems like we're starting to get ready for spring. I'm feeling it with the calls this morning. It's great. It's uh it's exciting. Uh I'm excited for spring, but um you know. we're 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 almost there. We're getting there. We just we're we're getting there. Uh now I do have another call on the line. So Nathan, who's up next?
10: Richard's in Canton Mass.
5: Richard, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club. How can we help you today?
2: Uh thank you for taking my call, Patrick. Um, no problem. I have two questions. Sure. Um, uh, the uh, as as the weather seems to be going in a warming pattern, I'm thinking about um, cutting back my roses to get them ready for spring and summer growth. When can I do that?
5: Well, so usually the rule of thumb is is well, it's not really a rule of thumb. Is my father used to say for years, when the Red Sox come back to Boston, that's about the time you want to cut your roses back. Now, okay. I think since he was really, you know, talking about that, the temperatures have warmed up earlier than they have. So it's usually around around the 10th of April, 15th of April, about but you might be able to do it towards the end of march what i would look at doing <clears throat> is look at the 10 day forecast that you have that on you know an app or on the on the weather channel or one of those things like i'm i look right now at a 10 day forecast in Chelmsford where i am and there's a couple days towards the end of this upcoming week that are saying the temperatures are going to be in the low 20s. That would make me nervous about cutting back the roses. Because the fresh cut on them, the it's more um, exposed to the elements. And then the cold could do some damage to where I did those cuts. So when I don't see them as often... That's when I would look to to do a little bit of that pruning. Um, I might look to say maybe about a couple weeks from now and say that might be better or wait till the end of March beginning of April
2: uh, On a side note yeah I have a I have a row of five knockout roses, okay. which at this, this point are about four years old and three years old, four years old, and are doing very, very well. Yep. The interesting thing is that when I first planted them, they were absolutely disease-free and insect-free, and uh, my wife and I added uh, a series of three or four garden lights, low-level garden lights between the plants uh, about a year and a half ago. And what that seems to have done is attracted insects. So I'm starting to see a little insect damage on the leaves. Now, I don't know if that's due to the fact that the lights which are on at night, uh, is attracting the insect. Um, But I can wait until after the break uh, for your answer.
5: Okay. Yeah, let's definitely discuss that. I don't think necessarily it has it, but it probably has a little bit to do with it. Um, So let's discuss that on the other side of the break. For everybody else, our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again,
11: 855-660-4261. We'll be back in a few. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock.
7: Espoma, the company that makes holytone and Plantone Fertilizer, has something new for you this spring. A new 4-in-1 weed control that kills weeds, grasses, mosses, and algae. Use it on sidewalks, patios, driveways, and walkways, and you will see results in just hours. Also, an all-natural insect control for roses, vegetables, and flowers. It's fast-acting and kills all stages of insects, from eggs to adults. And a 3-in-1 natural disease control for roses, vegetables, and ornamentals. A triple action killer for fungus, mites, and insects. That's Espoma. For a beautiful lawn and garden that's healthy and safe, use Dramatic Liquid Plant Foods by DRAM.
0: It's the organic choice to produce brilliant fruits and vegetables that are healthy for your family. And because it's all natural, it's safe for barefoot fun and playful pets. Available at your local garden center or nursery. Ask for Dramatic Plant Foods. Visit us online at dram.com. Dramatic Plant Food for Dramatic Results.
12: Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Roaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org.
0: My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit ExtendoVite.com. That's x t e n d o v i t e.com. Extend your life with
10: ExtendoVite.
5: Welcome back to the Paul Parent Garden Club. Our phone number here is 855 660 4261. And 855 660 4261. Before the break, we were talking with Richard, and he was talking about some knockout roses that he had. And the first year looked great. You know, they're doing okay, they're established, but they have some insects. And he was wondering if the uh, lights that they added to the area are bringing them in. You know, not necessarily, right? Knockout roses are not completely pest resistant. The thing about them is, is they are so tough that if a bug gets to them, they really are fine. It's just, it, it, it can happen. So one thing to be looking at, Then there's an organic way. Is to use a product uh, from Bonide uh, called Rose RX. The Rose RX would take care of a number of those insects that are there, uh, so I would, you know, I wouldn't worry about um, you know which ones to. But I don't think it has anything to do with your uh, with the lights that you added, right? So. Uh, I'd be looking at spraying, again, it's called uh, Rose RX, it's a 4-in-1, uh, and it's um, it's actually a cold-pressed neem oil, so it's it will act as a fungicide, insecticide, miticide, and uh, um, I can't even pronounce the way it is, it's a neemiticide, um, but it'll... It'll get tons of different insects and protect the roses uh, that you have there. Um, But again, I don't think it's the lights that are doing the damage.
2: Okay. Um, So that uh, RoseRx is a a spray-on. It's not a uh, systemic.
5: So, this is a spray on so when you know when the uh products are well, excuse me when the uh insects are active, you could also use um i think it might be discontinued there is a systemic drench that was uh rose r x uh but if you can find a uh, a drench there's a systemic drench out there as long as it's a a um it doesn't have a. Minute. You don't want the imidacloprid that's in it. Imidacloprid can affect all everything else that's around it. Um, I'm trying to. An acifate might actually be okay to use as a uh, mm-hmm. systemic. Uh, acephate yeah. would 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 do something along those lines for ones that are there now. I um, mean, even using it now probably doesn't make sense. I'd be waiting till the beginning of Mar- of uh, April. Uh, or close to mm-hmm. that time frame, especially letting everything kind of wake up, because that's when you'll start to see those insects again. Um, they're not going to be—they're going to be dormant at this point, and It's probably too cold for them to pop out.
2: Okay. Um, the second question I have relates to lawn, uh, moss in lawns. Yep. Um, I'm sure it's too early to put any moss control down now. I had a problem. That really got to a <clears throat> uh, tipping point about two years ago, and I've been treating the lawn with lime and also uh, with a, lawn, a moss control, uh, yep. but I've got a little bit more to really get it cleaned out. How s- should I be waiting until, like, April to do that also?
5: Yeah, because the best way to really, you know, to to use the Moss Killer, you'd probably wait till then. You could probably use a product. And so one thing I'm not sure if you've added to it, it would be like a um, sulfur product from Natural Alternative or Love Your Soil from Jonathan Green. Because a lot of times with moss, it has two things that could be affecting it. Compact Soil. Or trap nutrients sitting in there, not allowing the actual elements that are in there to move to where they need to be. So it affects the pH, it affects the the nutrient levels. Uh, That could be something that you could put down sooner rather than later because it does take some time to work. Um, And you could use that a couple times to really help benefit everything. And what it also does is it helps everything else that you're doing work the right way uh, and that's something you could do now I would wait to use the Moss Killer until about April-ish
2: Okay, can I uh, have a follow-up comment after this break? Oh, of
5: course, we got plenty of time um, so for everybody else that phone number here is 855 660 4261 We're going to take a break We will be
4: back in a few